Hello everyone, my name is Michael Doeys and we're here for another episode of the IA Cast. This is the Apple episode that we've all been waiting for. Alright, this week I have with me, we have uh, Leslie Dixon. Hello. Jason Earls. Hello, everyone. And Megan Hargrave. Gee, why do I have to be last? Gee, I don't know. I won't it's be on the show m- anymore. It might be because you've know, been important. here for a while. <laughs> it's kind of Hi, a pattern, everybody. though. It's kind of a pattern. <laughs> you know, honestly, you know, for people that <laughs> listen to the show, I kind of just uh, think about people and just start, <laughs> you know, okay, this person, this person, this, okay. Right. <laughs> Now and we're going to get like an email from one of our listeners and be like, I ran the statistics and you put Megan last in the introductions. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Somebody should totally do that. 45% so <laughs> of the time. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and that would show some dedicated uh, <laughs> uh, some dedicated fans. And listenership. There. Yes. And, and a lot so of free time. If you can't tell, <laughs> this is not a very formal show. We're here to talk about Apple stuff since this was WWDC week and Apple Christmas and all the things and it's been it was an amazing week oh my gosh we got so many cool things and so to start us off you know we're gonna have a conversation about this but uh, all of you guys watched the keynote right I know I did weren't weren't all of you guys on the live stream I believe yes. we were I did and it was really awesome I mean, I feel like they they really went all out for this event. It was, you know, they usually do amazing work for the keynotes, but uh, we couldn't find a way to get it audio described <coughs> whenever it was on. But it, we watched it later audio described, and so um, to start off, Jason, what what were what do you think of it? I want to know what that song is because I want to put it in my Apple Music playlist. <laughs> <laughs> the one that they used in the beginning of the keynote. I forget what it's called. That's Daydreamer? a good song. I, something like that. Yeah, I identified it with Siri um, at one point. He's but anyway. getting old. He can't remember these things. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember, Megan. Just remember something. Michael he is older than you. And Jason. So Jason. when you call me old... Hush. Slow down, <laughs> sir. Right there. <laughs> anyway. Stop right there. <laughs> but no, so I I really did. I really I really liked the keynote. Um it was very interesting because I I assume it was because it was um you know, more one on one talking to the camera versus talking to an audience, but Tim Cook's Good Morning wasn't as full of energy as they've been in the past. Um, I noticed that, but, you know, it was really neat watching it audio-described because there was a lot of uh, transitions and flying over different locations of Apple Park and things that were kind of missed um, if you didn't have the description enabled. But I also felt like there were some instances in the keynote where things could have been described or at least confirmed with the description. Um, 
while in you know in the in the dialogue of people presenting that didn't happen um but but yeah it was really cool seeing a an audio to scrape keynote so what are y'all's thoughts uh leslie and megan what what did y'all think of the keynote that's actually the first one i've really gotten to listen to um because i'm usually at work so i can you know typically jump on for a few minutes during lunch or uh, after class and uh, so that's that's the first one I've been able to listen to from start to finish and that was that was pretty cool um, I liked the way they did it they handled uh, not having an audience really well and um, how they transitioned from one thing to the next was was done well yeah I wasn't actually really sure what to expect I've only seen a few of them um, and they had live audiences so I really wasn't sure what to expect with this one um, but I think they did a very good job and I also think they could have had audio description in the main event like at the time but I'm not really sure if it was live or it was all recorded or what they were doing with that so yeah. But regardless, it was really cool, and I quite enjoyed it. I didn't really get a chance to listen to the audio described version when we listened to that later. Um, I I heard bits and pieces of it, but I wasn't able to pay a whole lot of attention. So I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that one again. You know, an interesting it's touch. It's in the Apple TV app. Yes. Yep. An interesting touch that I liked. They showed a demo for. Um, the show Foundation, which is coming out next year, which makes me very, very I'm sad. I'm so excited about that. I was oh, hoping yeah. it would come out this year. I love that book series, so I cannot wait for that to come out. Mm -hmm. But it's In the interesting that the audio described uh, version of the keynote, they actually showed the audio described trailer, which yeah, I thought that was, was cool. a great touch. That was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. Spoiler alert, it's not the same one who describes the keynote. <laughs> right, and that's what's really cool about it. Right. It kind of reminded me of one of the ones from um, some of the Netflix shows, actually. I know. I think it is one of the Netflix uh, regular describers. I actually <coughs> don't remember the voice of the person who did that. The trailer? Yeah. I don't think they actually gave credit, and I don't think they give attention. credit. I don't think they give credit um, at the end of the keynote. Although I did thought, think it was interesting at the end, they talked about um, on screen, which was read in the description about the social distancing measures and safety measures they had gone through uh, with during the uh, production of the keynote. So, yeah. So it was an interesting show. It you got to see a lot more of Apple Park than I think we've gotten to see before, which was also a great touch. And the one thing that I took cool. away from that is a lot of windows. That place has a lot of. <laughs> open space and windows and all kinds of things like that and it really does look like a spaceship there is a round ring that looks like a ufo could land in the middle so it's it's kind of neat and it was also neat seeing personalities that we've seen before um while watching wwdc we got to see appearances from folks from the imore show like serenity caldwell and uh ali kazmuha um that were on the iMore show in previous years and it's kind of cool seeing them back in the spotlight 
you know, talking Apple when we have not seen them in years. And I just think that's really cool that they've showcased those kind of personalities yet again during this, um, you know, this time. And I think they took a great presentation that is typically in front of people and put it online. So I really want to give them props for that. I'm, I'm curious how well, you know, our national conventions will do towards bringing uh, for NFB and ACB in bringing that same kind of thing to a conference that is usually in person. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um, and I will say I did kind of miss the audience of the keynotes because I think that was part of what used to uh, part of what hyped me up for it. I mean, I was pretty hyped anyway, but it just it wasn't that quite the same. Hyped him cook up too, <laughs> right? With his good mornings, everyone. Well, and, and right. this is and this is a very it, disturbing time, and I can understand everybody at Apple just being oh very, yeah, you know, somber and Definitely. you know, Craig, Definitely. right? Craig even was not his joking self, so I can understand. I kind of missed that that high. Yeah, power. I can understand it too. We didn't even see Phil this time. You know what? That's right. We didn't. Oh, we missed Phil. I still love what he said about the Mac Pro on that one keynote back in 2013, yeah. which I won't say here because it contains an expletive. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> um, so it's very interesting. And so uh, let's start out with the announcements. And so iOS 14. And in my opinion, this is the biggest change of the iPhone in a long time. You know, we got new widgets, we got app clips, we've got app library, we got all these new things. Um, so what were the things that made you guys the most excited that they announced? Part of what made me excited were the widgets, because it's something that I had wanted to play with in Android for a long time. Um, in fact, I feel like this is like the most android Dian version of iOS that we've yet seen, and I'm okay with that because I feel like Apple's going to make the features work and feel like a smoother experience. But anyway, um, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about these smart stacks for widgets, being able to resize them and things and put them directly on my home screen. That should be cool. The, yeah. the um, Some of the stuff we learned about that wasn't announced at the ac actual keynote, though is some voiceover stuff that I'm pretty excited about that I think I'll get into later. I like the app clips idea. Um, there's a lot of apps on my devices that I I don't use a lot. I use them enough that I don't want to get rid of them. But at the same time, I don't like having so many pages and folders full of apps. So I, I like the idea of having access to those when I need them, but not always having to have all that on my device. Yeah, let me tell you with um, with the app library, I deleted or I hid all of my home screens except for two, and I only have uh, my widgets and a few icons that I use the most. And it's just nice having that clear of a home screen just to know, okay, I can do these things. Yeah, I think I was yeah. actually talking to you earlier, Michael, about oh my god, I can finally, like, I could just make my home screen with widgets that I use frequently and maybe some frequently used apps and just hide the rest, and that's crazy. Right. Yeah. So nice. Yeah, I speaking of crazy, those really AirPods features, I think this would work really well for features, a lot though. of my students, too, um, who 
get overwhelmed by having a lot of apps on their phone and um, you know being able to hide some of that I think would be good for them and the nice thing is you don't have to use these features you can keep your home screen norm well I don't want to say normal but um, you can keep your home screen the way it's been for a long time so you don't you know you don't have to have all these widgets and things if you don't want to right my favorite thing which is a feature I can't really use <laughs> is the car keys thing that was, oh yeah, that was really cool. neat to me S you know I have seen a lot in the past of family members losing their car keys and getting upset because they can't find their car keys and being late for something because of that um, I know it's for cars made in 2020 and the future but it's still a really interesting feature and they are working I on ways to backport that to other to older vehicles as well I was about to say I wonder if they're gonna be able to do that and also they announced it for iOS 13 as well so that's not even an iOS 14 yeah it's feature. gonna come out in 13 which means there's another update <laughs> so many <laughs> hey it's I don't just mind life updates though. with an Apple device or well life with any device actually because there's updates for everything I feel like there's been so much more with 13 than any other one that I've been a part of, I guess. You know why? Uh, because there has. Right. I don't know, though. Yes, you there is. You think there's been more yes, with 13 than with 8? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I don't think we've seen mm. a point six. Potentially a point oh, seven. Oh, that's true. That's true. Mm -mm. If they're going to implement we're keys, we're going to see at least one more. But also, they've done so much more with 13 and now 14. Right. Oh, yeah. I actually was surprised that they didn't, because I was reading some stuff online, and I could kind of see this, uh, that was saying that they were going to split um, iOS, so you would see something like iPod OS, iPhone OS, and we, you know, we already have iPad OS. I was a little surprised confusing. we didn't see that. Not really, though. No, because not really. Go ahead, Leslie. It, it would get, being able to customize that down it would actually give room for more improvements in different areas. Because if you have one thing for all, then you can't have some things on, say, an iPod Touch, and you can't, you know, the same things that you could have on an iPad, for instance. And it's going to give them the ability to go further with each type of device. But you know what? One of the things, though, even though they are doing a lot of that with everything being named differently iPad OS, iOS, Mac OS, Watch OS, TV OS I think what we might see is actually a recombination of everything into one one day. What, just Apple OS? Yeah. That would be nice. Hmm. Because we're already getting to this point where one code base runs on everything. And we'll get to that later with the Mac discussion. But, you know, it's getting to the point where everything can run, anything you write can run on everything. So, um, you know, they announced widgets, they announced 
um, app clips. They announced car keys. They've announced new CarPlay stuff, app library, and there are new voiceover settings like uh, um, image recognition from the uh, anywhere in, o- in iOS and iPadOS. Jason, you want to talk about that real quick? Yes, I do. Um. <laughs> He's not excited at all, folks. No. <laughs> he is Mr. <gasps> Debbie Downer about it. Right. Yeah, image recognition, who cares? No, so the Im- <laughs> the image recognition features and screen recognition features are um really good. I don't know if how they work now is going to stay the same throughout the beta process and the into the public releases. Um but it's really, really nice. Um, is it perfect? No. Um, actually, it's kind of funny because I was looking at the Apple Store today, uh, the other day, and uh, one of the images in the gallery for AirPods, I believe it was, said, may contain undescribed sensitive content. I'm just like, okay then. I don't think it really does contain undescribed sensitive content, but machine learning. Um, the AirPods but the descriptions are sensitive. Right. <laughs> but, the descri- but the description is really good it's almost is it's 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 very reminiscent of the scene feature kind of in seeing ai um and uh the only downside to this and i understand why is that it looks like it requires a uh, one of the bionic cpus so the a12 bionic the a13 bionic and whatever else we're going to have in the future because it uses the machine learning um CPUs that are uh, CPU that's on the chip uh, to do the description. So unfortunately, I'm not going to get that feature on my uh, iPad Pro because it's a 10.5 inch. But newer iPads that contain it will get it. Um, and like I said, it's very very nice. So question. Yes. Do the 10s's have it? I uh, yeah. think so. Because I think that's an A11 chip, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, because there was no A10 Bionic, right? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it was like X10 or something like that. Uh, yeah, the A10X. Well, the A10X was for the iPad. Uh, it was the A10 Fusion is what it was. Um. So many chip names. Actually, no. It was... I don't remember. We could do a whole other show about that. But but yeah, um, it's very, very nice. I love that feature so much right now. I'm really pumped for the new AirPod features. Yeah, me too, even though I can't use them. So they're talking about AirPod Pros will be able to do spatial audio. So it will simulate using them in like a theater. Yeah, so you'll get like true surround sound for videos we're not and, and, and stuff. We're not talking about being able to make binaural recordings with them. But um, you will be able to hear more surround sound imagery um, while watching movies and um, things like that. And they also have headphone accommodations as an accessibility feature, which is kind of nice. I've played with it a little bit on my beats because they're supported. Um, and it allows you to do things like, um, depending on answers to questions, it'll play music 
uh, and then you have to decide, tell it what sounds better, and it'll recommend settings. You can customize settings so you can boost highs and uh, have it as a more balanced tone, and have it set for media playback and phone calls or just phone calls. There's really a lot you can do with it. It's it's nice. One thing that um, is is really cool is the fact that we're getting so many neat features for, for all of this. And not just AirPods, but all of it. You know, the our headphones are going to be working better. They're, you know, it's just really cool, all the things that they're, they're bringing out in iOS. Have we, have we missed anything big for iOS? Are we ready to move on? Um, there's the sound recognition features. Ah, uh, yes. Talk about that and what you were able to do with it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Don't demonstrate it, but just talk about <laughs> it. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, one of the of the interesting accessibility features that you uh, are going to have in iOS thir- uh, 14 is um, sound recognition. So your device will be listening for specific sounds, and you can enable and disable the types of sounds you want it to listen for. Um, and those sounds include uh, car alarms, police sirens, fire alarms, dogs barking. Um, I don't remember if they have anything for cats, uh, but people yelling, doorbells, and um, I was actually able to fool it, which I figured I could, into um, identifying, oh, and door knocking, people knocking on the door. I was actually able to get um, the door knocking sound to work to identify, the police siren sound to identify, the doorbell sound to identify, so it, oh, running water, that's another one. Um, and it it works pretty well. It's it It shows up as a banner and then it will live in notification center at least right now um but which it, means it, it also it, it will does work with a braille display yes um nice and so it's it's really cool it's it's pretty reliable even now um so i'm interested to see if this works for those parents out there who are hard of hearing and you know, their baby's down for a nap or something. You can and maybe identify when they wake up. Potentially. I I'm curious. Yeah, I wonder what kind of range this has as far as how right, far away I'm it's going to be. How far can something sound. be away? I assume part of it's going to have to do, too, with the quality of the microphones on the device and what kind of cases you have Makes on. Makes sense. Right. Sure. But, yeah, it's 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 pretty reliable even even now. So... Although That's, Jason was really cool. able to fool it by doing a few things. But remember yeah. it's it's in beta. So it could Yes, but you better. also you also though Going want to it to be full of trickable, if you will, because it'll be more likely to identify those sounds as they happen in real life. Because if you start if you start yes, you can have that so far uh, you know, on the scales that it it, it it's full of false triggers, but with something like a police siren and stuff, I'm kind of glad I was able to fool it because that means if it comes across a police siren in real life, it'll be more likely to tell me if I'm using the feature, if that makes sense. Yeah, it it's much more important for it to be able to hear false positives than for this to understand, hey, poodle, and it didn't do it. Oh, yeah. Hey, poodle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, poodle. 
Oh, it's not going to do it on live on the live show. So <laughs> yeah, it's of course, it's free. not. <laughs> Google Assistant will sometimes answer to "Hey Poodle," but it won't any time today. So that's awesome. <laughs> Bad it's Google. learning it's from its mistakes. It's sulking because we're talking about an Apple show. Tech. Right, right. Oh. Technology it's wins again. <laughs> it's too <laughs> out because we're talking about <laughs> Apple stuff. So it's sulking in the corner. Oh, some other things that we forgot to talk about. And I haven't used it yet, but Safari's going to get some automatic translation features. Um, oh, yeah, the translation app stuff, too. Yep. Yeah, the translation app. I haven't played with that yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of exciting things coming in iOS 14. So let's move on to my favorite, iPadOS. I was trying to determine if you were going to say macOS or iPadOS. I'm I'm really excited with what Apple has <laughs> been doing with the iPad this year, but uh, I kind of feel like they've put stuff in iPad OS, they've changed some of the UI, they've done a few things, but it still could use some work. I feel like you know um, iPad OS 13 was the big year for iPad, but this year was the big year for the iPhone, and that's just my thoughts. They brought all the things over from iOS, like the new widgets and all those things, but they can only live in one part of the home screen, which is where they lived before. And I just don't think that's a good idea. I think... Wait, you can't you can't put them on the main part of your home screen? Nope. Boo! But the funny thing is, is that I think it's not because you can't. I think it's because they just haven't done it yet. Because... I can drag those widgets onto my home screen, but they just pop right back where they were. So <laughs> I bet that's fun to watch. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, it's going to work. Oh. Boing. No. <laughs> no. And yes, it is animated. It does fly back to where it was. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. But iPadOS has some new things like uh, better game controller support. I mean, that's in iOS as well, but more important on the iPad, it has... Um, I think it has some more stuff for the keyboard, better files app, uh, new yeah, UI. Gaming shortcuts for keyboard mm-hmm. or and mouse. something like that. You'll be able to like do things like press multiple keys. and Which is important. Things. The music app got an update. But it's really, there's no app library. There's no, you can't move your shortcut, your um, um, items, your widgets. There's no translation app and still no weather app. So... Well, I guess technically there is. You can get Dark Sky. <laughs> That's Apple's weather mm-hmm. app. So, yep. question though. Aren't you be supposed to do, with music, aren't you supposed to be able to split it into two screens again? Well, you've been able to do like that, that since 13. Yeah. Apps on the iPad are getting a sidebar, so it'll be similar to what iTunes used to be. Um, which in my opinion, makes more sense to oh us yeah, as right, blind right, right, screen right. reader users on a touchscreen than it does with a keyboard, but that's just me. And a lot of apps are from Apple are ditching the t- uh, the um, uh, tab bars on iPad and are moving to sidebars. Some apps still have a mm-hmm. uh, tab bar, but they're very few and far between now. And speaking of tab bar, I find it interesting. I almost wish Apple would do this for the status bar because it does it for the dock as well. Um, VoiceOver will say dock before telling you um, what item you're on. But anyway, 
it will say tab bar on everything iOS, iPadOS, right before it tells you um, what tabs you're in, and it'll say toolbar on the iPad uh, when you come across an app toolbar. Actually, I think it does it on the iPhone too. So it's a bit of an interesting one. But all in all, a lot hasn't changed. It, you know, there's the new voiceover features for newer iPads and all those things. So the iPad is still becoming better as a com- as a computer alternative. But I still think that it has some ways to go. One thing we did not get in both of these operating systems: multi-route audio, multi-destination, or multi—you know—audio um, channels in the operating system. We still don't have that. It's a big one for me. If the iPad's going to be a computer, I should be able to listen to an Audible book and um, play a game or listen to music. Yep, I completely agree. But at least you can plug in an encrypted APFS drive now and view files. Right. So the iPad is getting better. So anything else that we missed about the iPad? It also is getting app clips and all the other stuff, too, that they mentioned. Uh, we did forget to talk about Siri being able to um, answer more questions as opposed to uh, being, you know, doing what it normally does. Like, I found this on the web. Check it out. It's still not perfect. No, and it still will do that, but it will answer more questions. Yeah, which is nice, and hopefully it'll start answering more as the OS gets more uh, updates to us and things. The Siri UI is actually different, too. Uh, On iPad, it comes up at the bottom right as a conversation, which is very interesting looking. I really like it. On iOS, it comes up in the center and then brings up everything at the top. So... Very different uh, views for Siri on um, these devices. Phone calls. Oh, let's talk about phone calls. Yeah, I have not experienced that yet. Phone calls on the lock screen still work the same. Nothing new. And I have not seen it where it's unlocked and I get a phone call. But apparently it's going to be something on the screen that you could just swipe away if you don't want to answer the phone. The other thing that phone calls will do now is if... Uh, they have a thing called data detectors where it will detect their, if there's phone numbers. Now, if you have um, a dial-in code, like for a conference, it will detect that. And so it will dial your number, and then it will put a little dial your code uh, button at the bottom left next to your hang-up button. Double tapping on that will actually dial the code for you. Which is amazing. You ain't kidding. That would be nice. Messages. Oh, yes. We have not talked about messages. Um, messages has been also changed to have new features. Uh, there's translation features in there. There is new groups. You can add images to groups. Uh, there's more Memoji and all that kind of stuff. So it's pretty cool. I, I kind of feel like there's still more they could do to messages, but that's just me. And also, you could send voice messages using Siri to messages. Mm-hmm. You can pen conversations. You Messages now has mention support. And as I understand it, there's a mentions item in the voiceover rotor. Interesting. Um, oh, there's also, speaking of the voiceover rotor, I forgot to mention this. There's also auto panning support, and apparently you'll be able to adjust the speed of that in the voiceover rotor. When you're using a braille display. Um, That's really cool. 
yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you can mention people in messages. You can uh, do all kinds of cool stuff with it now. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about the way messages is changing. I'm looking forward to playing around with some of this. And if you're nervous about the betas, they're actually very stable this year. Very stable. The most stable I've seen them be. Yeah, I I have it on my phone right now. And um, so far, I haven't really been able to change my, my usage patterns. The only thing is, though, sometimes, and this may be fixed when the public betas come out, but uh, voiceover sometimes will get stuck in the flick order. Um, I've seen it on the home screen. I've seen it in web pages. Um, you just touch the screen, and that will tend to to fix it. But all in all, it's very stable, just like you know, uh, like Michael said. But you know, isn't it interesting that maybe that these are not beta one? Think about that, guys. Maybe this is like beta three in the regular uh, cycle, or you know, beta two, whatever. Because WWDC happened later this year. Maybe they had time oh, maybe. to make them more stable. Maybe. I didn't think about that. I didn't either, actually. This will actually be my first year beta testing, too. So, kind of excited about that. So, let's... What was after iPadOS? Uh, then it was WatchOS, I believe. So... I think. We got some interesting things with watchOS like um, sharing of watch faces through messages and being able to find things but uh, I don't know those things weren't that great but the one thing that was was sleep tracking the only problem I have with that is I'm going to need the battery to last longer now well it's going to tell you to charge your watch in the morning (laughs) I know but it will do that don't uh well, if I charge my watch in the morning when I get up, then chances are I'll forget it when I walk out the door for work. <laughs> so, but you know, put I a think set up a shortcut, like right. Get watch. But you know, I think that's what <laughs> yeah, they want they people to, to do is to wake up in the morning, do their morning routine, and charge their watch while they do their morning routine. Then it's ready for them for the next, you know, day. But it doesn't yeah. charge that fast. No. It does if you do it every day. Yeah, if you're if you're charging it from dead, it's gonna take a while to charge. But if you top it off like I do, it's it'll charge. But if I've worn it for the day, I mean, it depends what I've done. But I if I've worn it for the day and I wear it overnight, it's probably about forty percent the next yeah, morning. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, at least yeah. That's yeah. fine. And, and then it takes it, about an hour and a half to charge, though. So. Yeah, but a, a lot of people usually wake up. And take two hours to get ready, or an hour and a half. Yeah, I think it's feasible. Mm-hmm. It is feasible. Could, you know, it get up is. It's just going to make me change the way I do things. Right. And it'll take change. Is sometimes to. good. I don't have a problem. Speaking with of change, change, I have a problem with remembering. Well, speaking of change, another thing Apple's looking at making us change is how we wash our hands. And they're looking at making us all do it the right way, as uh, stated by the CDC. No, I'm actually (laughs) not. I think it's a little overkill, but that's just me. Detecting the water and and 
telling you, yay, you you washed your hands long enough, or keep <laughs> going, go back and do going, that again. You can do it. <laughs> I know. I just don't know. But that's a little much for me. A little don't overkill. Do the walk of shame. The walk of shame back into the bathroom, like just <laughs> like, ugh. Have like this hand again. washing challenges and stuff. Oops, like oh, no, please no. <laughs> Jason Burrows earned an award for what? He <laughs> washed his hands the right way. <laughs> he washed his hands sixteen. You washed times your hands a day. five times um, a day. No, <laughs> for the recommended no, setting. Please, like, no. <laughs> he no. washed his hands every day this week. He made his washing hand washing competition. No. Please, I'm sorry, Apple, oh. but that's a little overkill. <laughs> <laughs> but, no. like, okay, all joking aside, all joking aside, um, oh, man, <laughs> but yeah, all joking aside. We can never I mean, go back now. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, it, so if everybody's sure doing what they're supposed to do, would they be tied at the end of a hand-washing competition? Probably. <laughs> well, and actually, don't, I don't know, because it depends on... on <laughs> well, it depends because it depends because as it, long as it, it, it doesn't really auto lock the bathroom door, so I can't leave before. I <laughs> <laughs> That's coming in a future update. Don't worry. No, <laughs> don't put a smart lock on your bathroom your door. <laughs> door lock will learn. <laughs> no. <laughs> It'll also in a newer wash they'll develop some sort of custom materials so that like if it if you don't wash your hands properly it just gets really, really heavy so that you can't lift your arm off the sink <laughs> just like It should like pinch your hand. <laughs> oh. Wash your hands <laughs> Oh but no I'm I'm I will I, swear I off technology it, it if we get to that point. <laughs> I will I bet it could be useful, though, for some people, though, in all seriousness. And if nothing else, it'll make us more aware of, you know, how we're washing our hands to help try to stop the spread of, um, the spread of, of, of COVID and stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm totally installing the beta when it comes public just to see how this works. Oh, yeah, that's another <laughs> thing. Watch public betas for the first time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you meant to do that, but great transition. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> she learns. Right? I do like I the, through the machine idea learning, of... Sir. <laughs> 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 what are you saying, Leslie? I do like the idea um, that they're they're coming out with silent alarms for your watch. Oh, yeah. So that you can true. just have it that. tap your wrist. Yeah. I mean, it does that if it's on mute anyway, but... Yeah, but you won't have yeah, to Yeah, it doesn't make it silent, point. though, does like, it? I if does. your watch is muted... I think it, it I might. don't think I don't it realize. silences the alarm. Oh, does it? Oh. Unless it continues to be a voiceover bug when it's muted and it still rings. Oh, right. Um, I had that happen to I me don't. at work the other day. Oh, no. <sighs> Since I don't typically wear my watch at night i don't use it as an alarm anyway so but um, yeah i don't know how much i'm gonna do that because it is weird to wear my watch at night because i tend to um when i sleep i, I, do I put try the sleep thing so i want to try it too but my problem is when i sleep i tend to put one arm under 
because I have two pillows. I have one normal one and then like one, one of those like memory foam pillows, and I put my arm in between those pillows mm-hmm. on whatever side I'm on. So like if I'm on my left side, my left arm goes in between those pillows. It's and still I gonna figure out if you're awake or asleep. I think though. Yeah, it, it will do. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's going on motion and um, your breathing yeah, and stuff. I don't want to do factors. something stupid like take my watch off accidentally because I've moved the band or something. Oh. Well, I actually forget to take my watch off sometimes at night. Because it's just so natural. I I wear it it all the time. Yeah, sometimes I'll wake up and my watch is dead like, oh, maybe I should (laughs) have charged it yesterday morning like the routine we're supposed (laughs) to get into says I should do. Right. We'll implement charging competitions too now. All the competitions. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, speaking of competitions. (laughs) There's a competition for everything. Speaking of competitions, they have updated Game Center. And so now you'll be oh, able yeah, to look at your oh, Game yes. Center profile in games and look at your friends and see how they're doing. And also, you'll be able to uh, do that from the App Store as well. So that's really cool. That's kind of cool. And speaking of the App Store, and I learned that I'm going to talk about some of the updates points. to that. Nice. Go ahead, Jason. So, privacy policy summaries on the App Store, similar to nutrition labels for food. Privacy policy summaries, sorry, on the App Store, similar to nutrition labels for food. That's going to be interesting, and I wonder how certain developers are going to find ways to work around it. Right. That'll be interesting to see. I must have missed that part. I didn't remember hearing that. Yeah, they talked about that for <coughs> the App Store stuff. All right. I guess the next thing was uh, home-based stuff. Yep, and I don't actually remember a lot about home stuff, so... I remember one thing, I think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think you're able to, with the cameras now... Um. I think it's able to actually um, identify who's at your door. Yes, you're right. Yeah, facial recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, they were also going to have uh, device priority, so things you know that needed attention would move to the top of the list. Right. In your in also your home. Oh yeah, like devices. if you left the lights on and stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, if you can set it so that if you have like um, a motion detector, I think, or something like that, it will. You can set it so that it will alert you when somebody comes directly to your door, but it right. won't alert you to any movement from like the sidewalk or anything like that. You can oh, also right. use your camera. That's right. You can also use your camera on your Apple TV, and I thought that was pretty cool. That's cool. Wait. I missed that what? part. Yeah, they showed a thing where um, you could use your HomeKit-enabled camera with the Apple TV. Oh, okay. I misinterpreted oh, what oh you yeah, said. I was okay. like, wait, the Apple TV is a show. camera? I, I, that's what I was <laughs> thinking. I was confused a for a second, actually, too. I'm like, huh? Like, wha- huh? And what is that pointed at currently? <laughs> I need to go check. Just making sure we're all on our toes, I guess. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> So, uh, you know, they're going to have new Apple TV shows coming out whenever they can start recording again. And they're going to have new uh, 
content on Apple TV. They're going to streamline the app experience to go with Swift UI to make better apps for Apple TV. It's just they haven't announced any new hardware, but just new changes to software. A lot of the same stuff that we've seen, but um, you know, Apple TV is still thriving. I don't remember all the things that they've changed. One thing with HomeKit that I saw was that um, in the beta, your HomeKit accessories show up in Control Center. Now, see his iPhone. Our iPhone you know that thing about recognize that. I was gonna say, you know that thing about identifying ah. police sirens. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> I was totally not paying attention. I should have muted. No, you're okay. Yeah, you're okay. Nope, barely. That was just funny. <laughs> if only it had done that during that segment. Oh, awesome. that would have been right? hilarious. Oh my gosh, we would have died. I think. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, the consequences of podcasting on a busy road. <laughs> yep. Right. I've I've heard podcasts where people have been, you know. There's been construction and all kinds of stuff in their video podcast. Oh yeah, there was a <laughs> there was a CNET podcast. I think it was it was it was four oh four Buzz Out Loud, one of them. And uh, they were talking and all of a sudden you just heard this like jackhammery type sound and they actually like <laughs> stopped and they're just like, I can't we can't hold on. <laughs> just like, can't go on. Oh. <laughs> but they were like working on a new um a new studio or something like that at the time. Right. And uh, it's just like, yep, <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yep. Yep. It pretty does. Much. All right. So that's the main things with um, you know home kit stuff. I think there's probably a few more things that we missed, but there's so many things probably. that we can't get to. Yeah, there's so much right. stuff in WWDC. Holy something. So, I think the next thing was the <laughs> Mac, right, guys? I think yep. so. The Mac got a lot and of attention this year. So much... Go ahead. I was just going to say, there's something we need to get out of the way right now. Big Sur. Sur is not spelled S-I-R. Isn't it's the it name S-U-R? of the new OS that's coming out for the Mac. It is S-U-R. It is spelled S-U-R, not S-I-R. The original okay, I still can't think of it. The original <laughs> name anyway, for that part of California apparently was El Sur Grande. And I cannot roll my R, so I can't do it properly. So, sue me. <laughs> <laughs> Dot AIF? <laughs> huh? So, sue me. Dot AIF? The file name? I had to. Anyway. I Moving right along. I and zoom. Right over. What are the sounds on the Mac? It was called So Sue Me because the developer was like, well, Sue Me, what are you going to do? I don't remember the whole story, but it was featured on 20,000 really? Hertz. There is I a actually reason did why not it's called know that. that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there is a reason that it is called So Sue Me, except it's not quite spelled like that. Are you kidding me? Really? Nope. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like I said, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> remember kind of the whole awesome. story, <laughs> but it was on 20,000 Hertz. That's awesome. Designer That's another podcast. Developer humor. I love it. Really cool <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yes, it I is. I did not know that. And they remastered it in this version of macOS. Yeah, they did. But Funk is gone, though. Yes, it is. And a lot of cha- things are gone and have changed in macOS, as in, rest in peace, iChat. iChat is gone. 
it has been replaced by the iOS messages app as a catalyst app completely yep along with maps and a lot of other apps on the Mac as well which is I never used it I won't miss it it's both good and bad from a voiceover perspective in my opinion because well I can I can hold off Michael if you want me to no go ahead go ahead okay well the reason I say it's both good and bad is because with the voiceover on the Mac whenever you get to a text field an edit field you don't have to do anything unlike iOS because you have to tap the text field to bring up the keyboard um, you just start typing and it seems like that's not always the case with catalyst apps on the Mac sometimes it seems like it lets you work and sometimes it doesn't but it doesn't tell you um, it doesn't say like iMessage text field is editing until you double tap it or hit VO space on it and it's weird because it plays the sound when you have the voiceover sounds on but anyway um, so there is that that's really the big thing I think for me with catalyst apps because I feel like it's gonna be harder for people to understand to 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 know when you'll need to press VO space um, to start typing and when you can just start typing but other than that, it does seem to work relatively the same with interaction and and and, and things like that. Um, also, it will now auto-read messages just like iOS version of iMessage does, which is nice. So if you're in a conversation and the message comes in, it'll say message received, then the content of your message. So and play that the message at least received is, sound now. Yeah, That's and it actually cool. plays the message like received sound. <laughs> Which is nice. But give basically, me, give me, give me. basically, Mac OS Big Sur is version 11.0. Yep. And Insert bah, 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 here. And that's kind of a big <laughs> deal. I don't know if I really approve of it. The funny thing is, though, apparently they didn't get that memo throughout the whole process because there are still parts oh, yeah. of uh, Mac OS 11 that say 10.16. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's funny. Oops. And that'll probably change, you know, through updates because I feel like that oh, happened sure. with Catalina too. Oh, probably. And it happened with um, whatever ten point fifteen was. Well, it's I too bad you can't spoof was. the version number to look like ten point fifteen, so that audio hijack and loopback would work. That would be awesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, as it is, um, I'm running a uh, second partition of Catalina so that I can use all the software that I can't use while running the beta. So, fun times. Right. Aren't you also the fancy? The things that you have to go through to uh, mm -hmm. play with new toys. Pretty much. But hey, hopefully with, I will that say new toy, with the new toys out there, we'll have better OCR apps like Perspective. Right? Yep. Pretty excited. And I will say though, that idea playing with new with new toys, voiceover, at least in this beta, when you're using it with Alex, is very responsive. It's nice. I mean, it does sometimes cut off speech. Stop making me want to put the beta on my phone. <laughs> I'm not talking about the phone. I'm talking about the Mac. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> 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 mm. 
this version <laughs> of Mac OS, this version of <laughs> Mac OS also drops support for 2012 Max. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Well, and and this well, is well, we of a all big knew deal. it was going to happen someday. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Um, because I know a lot of people still have 2012 Max. So, apparently, you know, Macs that are seven years old will only get this. But this update, you know, and even if you have to support Catalina, it's not a bad, bad OS, guys. It's not bad at all. And so, this version is being called Mac OS 11 because of the new features that it adds. And that is ARM support. And that's really what the big discussion is today. Give it to me now. I want it. <laughs> you know... I, I thought very... you meant give me the discussion now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, want, I want an ARM-based something. <laughs> I have very gotcha. big opinions on this. And, you know... Um, we live stream this, and so I hope everybody is is here for this part. Uh, it's you. There's going to be some very big improvements. Don't get me wrong; it's going to be amazing. But we're losing a lot too. Oh yeah. We will no longer be able to dual boot Windows. That is officially dead in this next version of Mac OS. That makes me well, sad. For ARM-based Macs, you can still do it on right. Intel Macs. Right, you can still well, do it yeah. on Intel Macs. But any new ARM-based computer, which they still may make some uh, Intel-based Macs, so you still might be able to get a few of those in the next two-year transition period. But after that, no more Windows on a Mac. Which personally doesn't affect me because I would much rather use Windows on a PC PC. That being said, the last time I used Windows on my Mac, it was basically the best Windows computer I'd ever owned. But, right. um, I mean, it was it was nice. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely, you know, Michael, I know you play a lot of games, so this will probably affect you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it, I mean, it, it is it is sad to see it go away. But, And it's not, apparently, it's not even all just Apple's doing. I'm sure it's a lot to do with Apple. Uh, in their decisions, but apparently some of it is also to do with the way Microsoft licenses Windows for ARM PCs or ARM CPUs. Um, from Which an article, could I, change eventually. You know, you never. Yeah, know. it could change, but as it as it stands right now, from an article that I read, Windows is licensed to ARM CPUs to OEM installations only. Right. Which the Mac would not be. Right. Which, for those of you who don't know, it stands for Original Equipment Manufacturer. Right. So it only is licensed if it gets pre-installed on the computer when it's manufactured. Which is I mean, funny I like having two separate machines right now. Yeah. It's funny but because OEM having that single unit got me through college. Yeah. It's funny when mm-hmm. they say OEM, you can buy OEM copies of Windows for x86 from websites. So I think that's hilarious. Yeah, I know that's weird. Um, but it's it's very it's kind of a sad day it really is now the trade-offs are amazing what they could do with metal on their own hardware and what they could do with gaming is great however again 
you have to have the people building for the platform and that's what Apple has never understood they think oh our iOS and Mac and iPad app stores are great we can get these AAA titles on our platform because our hardware is so great but when Blizzard and all these other companies are making millions and millions of dollars off of just Windows and the development time to port those games would be ridiculous and they don't have the time and the funds to do it why why should they why should they I write for metal why should they write for metal when OpenGL provides better results on Windows hardware I wonder though if this is going to change somewhat. I'm not saying that all these companies who are writing exclusively for Windows are magically going to change course and start writing things for the Mac. But I wonder if some of them might. We'll just have to see. Um, but one of the things that I thought was interesting about these ARM-based Macs is Rosetta 2. Michael, I'll probably need you to help me with this explanation, but the way I understand it, Rosetta 2 um, well, Rosetta, back when Apple had switched from, um, what was it, PowerPC to Intel? Yep. They changed, um, you know, CPU architectures, and to do that requires a different instruction type. Um, and so Rosetta acted as a translator, essentially, um, as an interpreter to interpret the instructions to work with the new CPUs the new Intel CPUs and they're doing the same thing for ARM so your Intel app should still be able to work on ARM you may notice a little bit of a performance hit but that is one thing that they were talking about in the keynote how the performance is amazing um, so that should hopefully give developers time to port their apps over to support Apple Silicon and you'll have universal binaries now which will detect what CPU you're using and give you the correct version of the app so if you're in an Intel Mac it'll give you the Intel version and vice versa which and I thought was kind of cool and the neat thing is it's all done in one binary so at time yep. of install it will send you the right code to run the app speaking of apps do we want to talk about what other kinds of apps you'll be able to run on these new Macs? Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, so with the new ARM-based Macs, you will be able to run two more types of apps on your Mac. So you people that like to play Candy Crush on your iPhones can now play it on your Mac. Yep iPhone and iPad apps are coming to Mac. I want. You want Candy Crush on your Mac? Really? Well, not Candy Crush, but <laughs> I want to run iOS apps on my Mac. <laughs> I got you with that one. I don't... Yeah, you did. Don't lie, Jason. You like crushing that candy. I uh, I know people uh, that may use their Macs more because of that. <laughs> me too. <laughs> somebody told me, though, that Candy Crush, all joking aside, somebody told me Candy Crush does have some accessibility features or something. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what that's about, but I was like, really? Interesting. Candy Crush, of all things? I might have to explore this 
Because I have right? nothing better to do. <laughs> New game. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking more of themes like things like, you know, t- the being able to run even though it would be limited feature set wise the iOS version of say Team Talk on the Mac. Right. Because as we all know, the iOS version of Team Talk on the Mac is a lot nicer of an experience with voiceover than the Mac version. Sadly, um, I don't know if the Mac version of voiceover would end up allowing you to do stuff with voiceover actions. That um, would be like interesting. In iOS, yeah, it would, because remember, yeah. you would have your trackpad. You could use your rotor. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true, but I don't I don't know if they've added um, actions into the voiceover rotor on the Mac. I'll have to look at that and see. But that was actually the first I mean, app I thought of when when this came up. Mm-hmm. And what what's cool is, and Michael, you may need to be the one to really talk about this, but I was listening to one of the developer sessions and they were talking about how the apps, even like the apps are, they require a specific path, but the Mac does something that allows you to move the app to different places, but have it still be able to run somehow persistent. That's correct. It, it, something. Um, I don't remember the term they use, but yeah, it will be able to be moved just as an, as a Mac app. The other thing that's changed um, in Mac OS is there is now secure boot, which makes your Mac basically a giant iPad. So, and this is on the ARM based Macs. So, uh, no more other OS's. Sad. Like, but at the same time, I like Linux. Yeah, no more Linux on a Mac. But at the same time, personally, I want a Mac because I want a Mac. Right. But that's just me right. personally. Like, I completely understand, you know, people with workflows that that's going to. Uh, really be a detriment to, you know, Michael, we were talking a while back about whether or not VMware Fusion may end up going away because of this, because Parallels isn't very accessible. Um, and it may stay around for Linux installs, because they talked about that Apple is still going to use what they call Hypervisor, which is their VM virtualization um, platform. So... Parallels is building support for that. VMware Fusion will probably do the same for ARM-based operating systems. And they demoed using Linux with Apache during the keynote, which I thought was pretty awesome. Oh, that's what they were using with it. Yep, they were using Parallels with Hypervisor and uh, running Apache. Wow. I knew they were running some kind of server, but I didn't, a web server, but I didn't realize it was Apache. So it's really a, there's goods and bads. There's a trade-off, a bunch of trade-offs, right? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. But I feel like, though, for the people who buy a Mac like me, who want a Mac because they want a Mac, not because they want to be able to run different operating systems on it, um, you know, think products like the MacBook Air, the 13-inch MacBook Pro, they're going to see, in theory, some amazing performance boosts uh, from this new um, transition. Right. And I'm excited. I'm, I'm very excited about it. I'm just not very excited that 
Apple is really, I mean, I don't know. I kind of feel like like the Mac Pro should stay on Intel. That's just my opinion. I wonder, actually, now that you mentioned it, if it, what they're going to do with it. But, I mean, that thing's so big, they could put an Intel and a uh, <laughs> ARM processor. <laughs> ARM CPU. <laughs> yeah. So, it's just, I, I think that closing off a platform is never good. Never good. More customization. And, and even th- my opinion of this is they had to compromise and make a bigger Mac with a 16-inch MacBook Pro. That's fine. Smaller is not always better, folks. I mean... You know what's... Go ahead. You know what's funny is though I, I read an article. There was an ex-Intel engineer who says that he thinks that the reason... Apple sped up their transition to um, their own silicon is because of Skylake. All the issues that happened with Skylake. Probably, but at the same time, like these 16-inch MacBook Pros are amazing machines. Amazing. You know, maybe they can when Intel does make their chips smaller. You know, they can put an ARM processor in there. But at the same time, I, I just don't like that there are they are moving away from the standards. Um, I feel like it's you know it's allowing them to uh, kind of wall garden themselves in their own platform, but it also is pushing them away from yet again the pro market that wants to be able to do to use their Mac for everything, and that I think that's a shame. But that that's my personal opinion. Megan and Leslie, what are y'all's thoughts on all this? I'm a little disappointed, I won't lie. I think it takes a little bit away from the Mac. So as much as they may be coming out with all this new stuff, it's kind of taking it away. Some stuff away. Which is kind of, meh. I don't know that it's going to really affect me all that much since my Mac is kind of my secondary device I don't really use it for a whole lot so um I I see it really hurting some people it it may push some people away from the Mac for that reason a little bit but um personally it's it's really not gonna change how I do things I don't think you know the Mac is a great developer machine, and I will always use a Mac as a developer machine. Uh, but I still prefer the word processing and spreadsheet that I get on Windows and, and gaming. So those things I will always do in Windows. And I think, but you right. know, now that I think about it, I think that's it. They've recognized that that's where they are. Right? That's where they are. And so if people are already there, then just take it one step further and just cut the cords that tie it down. And I think that's probably Apple's thoughts here. Would y'all agree? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think um, so. You know, I think they're really looking to drive the Mac forward as far as performance and what they're going to be able to do hardware-wise due to this new change. And I think... 
like for me, it's not going to affect me all that much, at least negatively in 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 a way I can see right now. I think for me, it's going to be pretty positive change. Um, but you know, it's 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 about I think performance, and it you know they feel like being able to do. I mean if you look at the performance of the um of the uh the chip that's in the iPad Pros the new iPad Pros you know they actually talked about on stage in the keynote that every th- every demo that was being seen was run on a prototype Mac mini running the same CPU that the uh iPad Pro has the G12Z Bionic CPU or whatever it is I thought they said an iMac yeah no, it was a Mac Mini. I think I don't think they said. Well, they may have. It may have been an iMac, but they, or they may have just said it was a Mac. They said iMac. But they did I announce. I thought they just said it was a Mac. Yeah, they may have just said it was a Mac, but they did announce that it was running on the A12Z. But this also adds for some accessibility uh, improvements to macOS. For example, when File Vault is on, it will actually still boot into macOS before having you enter your password, which means voiceover will work at time of boot. I didn't think of that. That's amazing. I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty nice. Yeah. It's more of an iPad experience. And and that's what I think they're doing is real. they're not combining the operating systems, but they're making all of their operating systems very similar um, pretty much the same experience across whatever you pick up and I don't blame them for that they're you know they're going to get to a point where they're just combining everything into one which you know can be seen from messages to music and all these things and one thing though that they did do is they also changed the iconography of the Mac so messages, instead of being the iChat blue buddy logos that they had, is now the green messages square that was on iOS. The music app is a square with rounded corners with the music note in it. Uh, maps the same way. News, notes, uh, even finder is like this 3D uh, finder icon. They've added squares to everything, and it just looks a little tacky to me on the Mac. Also, toolbars visually do not go across the entire window anymore. They go to the sidebar and then they're done. And that is jarring to me. That's that interesting. That makes sense to me. Um, I didn't even know that was a thing, so I guess it makes no I difference to me. don't know. <laughs> I mean, I kind of remember how it looked before, but um, that that actually makes sense to me. It makes it but look more the, like the, the iPad. Sidebar go all the way to the top, though. Yes, right. Yes, it does. Yeah. Okay. See that that makes sense to me. The other thing is everything is white now. Everything, which also is jarring to me because if something used to be, mm. if it it previously was that if something's out of focus, it would turn white instead of the gray um, that 
Apple would use to represent something in focus on toolbars in different places. Now the, most of the user interface is white with translucent sidebars. So it's like, uh, is that in focus or not? <laughs> mm. So I might bring myself into dark mode and see if I like that better on the Mac because I might, it might add that slight difference that I, I would need to, uh, to be able to see that. Or better. increase the uh, color transparency stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, Apple is also offering a program for developers called the Universal Quick Start uh, uh, Developer Transition Kit. And you can apply for that um, at, Apple's, at the Apple Developer website. They have a link. Um, it is not, you do not get to keep the device, but they give you a ARM-based Mac Mini for a year to develop your apps on and to see how things work for your for your apps it is a lottery based you have to write why you think you need one and um, you have to be pretty specific and they it is a $500 program including taxes for your state so it's a very good opportunity if you are a developer before June so check it out really cool program um, any so any hardware you get is confidential. Do not talk about it, or Apple can ask for it back. Um, it's very interesting, though. So it's a way for you as a developer to get your hands on some great technology. All right. So, any anything I missed about um, Mac OS? I can't think of anything off the top no. of my head. I don't think so. So. It was a very good event, and I just want to ask you guys, what was the one thing you were most excited about? Probably the ARM-based Macs, although I don't know. I'm pretty excited about a lot of stuff. But It was definitely the iOS features for me. Yeah, I'm pretty all about the iOS stuff for me. You know, I, I don't know for me. I think... Probably the iOS, the iPad OS stuff, probably for me the most because I love my iPad. Um, but I'm just excited to see what we get in the fall with new hardware. I'm just really excited to see what we get. If we get any new applications, pro apps, those kind of things, that foundation show, I'm very excited about that. Just really cool stuff. Yeah, I like that. Give me a new watch in the fall. That's all I have to say. Ah, uh, no, I need a new phone in the fall. <laughs> I need a new phone, probably, but I want I need a new Mac watch. in the fall. Yeah, I I need to up. I was actually about to to update my Mac, and then decided after this that I might need to wait. So I'm gonna hold off on yeah, that a little I decided longer. After that, to wait too. The rumor is that the it's going to be the 13 inch MacBook Pro that's um, going to be the first ARM Mac that's available, but I don't know if that's true. It'll be interesting to see what it is regardless though I could see it being a laptop though whether it's a MacBook Air or whether it's a whether it's an ARM based MacBook I think I will wait and get something. my ARM based Mac whenever it's an uh, iMac yeah, interesting mm -hmm. I think that will be my plan so alright we've gone on for quite a while today so we're not going to bore you guys with picks out there so um, Thank goodness, because I don't have a pick. 
<laughs> Our pick is either. WWDC. Right. Like, <laughs> Collectively. Like, we, yeah. we picked a favorite part of the program, so there you go. There you <laughs> go. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, with all that being said, Leslie, where can people find you online? You can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can f- email me at Leslie at iAccessibility.net. That's L-E-S-L-I-E at iAccessibility.net. And you can find me on Twitter at Lady underscore Lessa. L-A-D-Y underscore L-E-S-S-A. And Megan, you won't be last. What, where can people find you online? Woohoo! <laughs> go me! You can find me competing against Jason in washing my hands. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You can find me producing <laughs> content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Megan, that is M-E-A-G-H-A-N, at iAccessibility.net. You can also follow me on Twitter at MeganH13. Again, that is M-E-A-G-H-A-N-H-13. You almost said 14, didn't you? No. <laughs> I was about to say she one, almost three. forgot the H. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, and Jason, what about you? People can find me completely beating Megan in a hand washing <laughs> competition. <laughs> <laughs> no go, sir. No, um, anyway, go on. <laughs> nice try, though. Right. People can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at jason at iAccessibility.net. You can search for me on Facebook. Just search for Jason Earls. You can also follow me on Twitter at JDE. That's Juliet Delta Echo 91. Um, I do ask that if you add me to social media that you let me know that you have found me from the IACast network. All right. And you could find me, Michael, losing to Megan in actual workout competitions. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, me too. (laughs) (laughs) On the Apple Watch. Um... You can you can find me forgetting that I was in a competition <laughs> with Michael. You were the only one to try. Me too. That's the only one I actually won this week. Oh, I I just I just expected <laughs> to lose to you. <laughs> Poor Michael. Poor you too. <laughs> you can find me producing content for me. iAccessibility. You can email me at Mike Dois. It's M I K E D O I S E at iAccessibility.net. You could find me on Twitter as Mike Doeys, and you go to my website at michaeldoeys.com. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the IACast. This has been a great one. I've really enjoyed this one, just talking with all of you guys about WWDC. And apparently, so did the record number of participants on our stream at 21. We beat our, our goal. Wow. Woo. That's amazing. Yes, it is. So thank you guys so much. Let's make it 25 Way next time. Way to go, time. people telling your friends. Right. Let's make it 25 <laughs> right. next time. So awesome work, guys. Continue to tell your friends. Yes. Or really bribing cool. them. Whatever works. <laughs> or bribing them. <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far, but... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I could have said kidnapping, but... (laughs) Then that gets weird. Don't do that, people. Don't do that. Don't don't steal your friends. (laughs) Just just encourage (laughs) them strongly. (laughs) Don't steal your friends. 
Some people have been playing way too much Mariani. <laughs> Look how defensive she's getting, Michael. I'm a value that you say that. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. This has been a long one, so it, it's been really great that we could just talk to you folks about what's been out there. So we'll see you next time for another IACast episode. And, uh, Keep playing with all the new technologies and let us know what you think of the betas if you get uh, the public beta. So awesome stuff. Thanks, everybody. And, and we'll bring your it. friends next time. Yes. Bring your friends yep. next time. <laughs> bring your friend to a bring podcast. Bring them, not kidnap bring, them. It, it will bring be, them every time. It will be bring your friend not to a podcast day. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yay. Preferably unstolen. Yes. All right, folks. <laughs> we will see you all next time and thank you so much for being here. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye everyone. This show has been brought to you by the IACast Network. We love hearing from you. Email us at feedback at iaccessibility.net. Got Twitter? Follow us at iaccessibility1. Facebook? Search for iaccessibility. Download our free apps for iOS and Android and keep up with all of our content at iaccessibility.net. If you'd like to donate to our show, hit the PayPal button on our website and get early access to our outtakes with a donation at patreon.com slash iacast. Thanks for listening.